Are you living your best life as a salesperson or entrepreneur? Or do you find you're working all the time on this hamster wheel of life while stressed out and not financially free, which is the exact opposite of what you had signed up for, especially now in this global pandemic? If this is you, you are not alone. I found myself there in 2008 when I lost everything, including my health, and had to pivot working from home for the first time with no money. I rebuilt my life from scratch, juggling motherhood and marriage to get my life back and be recession and pandemic proof today. Now we live laptop lifestyles with our kids and are poised to travel the world together. How did we do it? Join me as I share my health and wealth and wisdom secrets, tips, tools, and expert interviews to equip you to be recession proof and live your best life. My name is Lois Kofi, and this is Healthy and Wealthy and Wise. Well, all right, all right, everyone. Happy hump day. Happy Wednesday. If you are tuning in live, my name is Coach Lois. I am the host of Healthy and Wealthy and Wise, and we are streaming live in all sorts of places. It does look like LinkedIn work, so phew. I'm new to LinkedIn Live, so sometimes I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I got YouTube Live, so just want to give a shout out to my YouTube fans. And then, of course, my Healthy and Wealthy and Wise Facebook community is where it's at, guys. So if you're not already in, go to healthyandwealthyandwise.com. This show comes to you live every week. Today's a special day. We're actually doing it on a Wednesday because Lois has taken a four-day weekend and really excited about that. So... We came on to Wednesday and just to do something different because my guest is so amazing. I wanted to get him as in as soon as possible, Desmond Dixon. And I, I, I can't wait to find out where you are in the world right now. But before we get to you, um, just want to remind you guys, if you're tuning in live, comment below, hashtag live. And if you see value, go ahead and hit the share button. Sharing is caring. You may inspire someone, especially since we're talking about a topic that we haven't talked about in a while. In, and we're going to be talking about sales um, how to talk to people who say, I got to think about it, right? Who's heard that? We're going to be talking about how to nurture your sales team. And Desmond, you have over $5 million in sales experience um, with personal enrollments in the thousands. You've worked in many different industries. I love your story. We met on LinkedIn. So we've never met in person, even though I know you're a fan of San Diego. And I actually thought you lived in San Diego when I saw your LinkedIn profile. So that just goes to show what a jet setter you are. So thank you so much for being with me today. Where are you in the world? What time is it there? And tell us a little bit about your journey as a sales pro. Oh, oh, man. Yes. Yeah, so I decided to pick up my pack up my bags and travel the world. And right now I'm in Croatia for about a couple of weeks and then I'm headed to Italy. So I'm building the business, training, recruiting, and just having the time of my life. Awesome. I want to give a quick shout out. We do have a couple LinkedIn live guests, Rhonda Kay. Oh my gosh. So excited to see you here. A client and friend of mine, William Boardman on LinkedIn live. Go ahead guys and hit the share button with your community. So I, I gotta ask, can you just share how, cause you look like you're maybe 21 and you don't have to tell me your age, but you have over $5 million in sales experience. So I think you know a little bit about sales. How did you get into sales and how did you get to the, the level that you are now? Yeah, so I graduated chemical engineering degree, realized I didn't wanna be stuck in a lab. So naturally sales was, for me, and I actually failed at my first sales job. I was doing door-to-door -door sales, didn't get one sale, got fired, 
And at that firing, I was like, man, I really want to connect deeper with people. And I knew this is something that I want to do for the rest of my life. So I applied for a bunch of sales jobs, ended up getting a corporate gig and really just hustled my way from the bottom and, and built a multi-million dollar book of business and left on top and really joined in entrepreneurship and then got into high ticket sales and then building sales teams and then um, just learning the game of marketing. And now I'm more into uh, the consulting, but more on the recruiting side, because I really love to give back and help other people who are just like me when I got fired, find dream roles and really just change not just their life, but the fabric of their family's life and, and, and just create a bigger impact with more entrepreneurs. So that's a little bit about my story. Wow. 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 I love that. What you said, you didn't want to be in a lab. That was like me going to college for broadcast journalism. I don't want to be in a cubicle or um, working all crazy hours covering the, you know, death and destruction of the world. So I think that's, that's amazing. And given all of the different industries that you've been in, um, what would you say is, uh, if, if there is one, like a common theme or thread of what you've seen, especially when it comes to like uh, lead generation follow-up, you know, that's my, my favorite, my favorite thing to help people with. What, what have you seen? Consistency is so important. Like just showing up and doing the work every single day. Mm -hmm. uh, the second thing is your come from. So when you're come from, it's about getting someone else a desired outcome and like how can you buy you to them? It changes your whole entire energy, your work ethic, your intrinsic motivation, turn, uh, increases your impact, deepens rapport. Because the difference between when I sucked and got fired and got zero sales after thousands of knock, doors knocked and doing millions was I cared so much about solving the other person's problem and willing to do anything to actually help them get their result. And that just like, just blew up, right? And so those, those are some of some of the common things that I see, right? And I think follow-up is super important because you get paid on the follow-up. So <laughs> this is so funny because I literally just coached a young lady today on this. Uh, you know, she had 20 calls in the last month and I was like, well, what are you doing to follow up these people? Like, and I believe in like, I believe in blue fishing. So doing things that are out of the ordinary, like things that may be not unscalable depending on if how high mm -hmm. your ticket is. So like, are you doing video messages. I love handwritten notes. I love like sending things that, that mean more than just like, you know, copy paste kind of stuff. But I think follow up in general is better than not doing anything, which is pretty common in some cases. Yeah, you said something and I, I don't know if I heard you right. Did you say blue fishing? Yes, it's a it's a it's a um, like a methodology of just like trying to do things differently, right? Like not so like vanilla, right? Oh, okay. So it's kind of like um, blue ocean. I've heard of the the blue ocean kind of idea concept. Maybe not. Maybe not. I'm dating myself. It, I'm. It's a book by Serene Sim. So it's free on Audible. You should go. You know, if you're listening to this, go check it out. It's a cool book. Short book. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I know we have more people joining us. So first of all, I just want to remind you guys: comment below hashtag live. Uh, we'd love to acknowledge who is here, put your name, city, and state where you're tuning in from. And just so you know, the show is usually 30 minutes or less. So if you have questions for myself or our amazing, uh, very, very experienced guest about sales, please, this is your opportunity. So I know we had talked before the show, and this is one of my favorite things is essentially, uh, essentially we're talking about overcoming objections. And I think we were talking about 
a lot of times the, the top one when someone is going to close the sale or ask for the sale is I've got to, got to have some time to think about it, Desmond. I, I just, I'm just not ready on a scale of one to 10 with 10 me buying today. I'm, I'm not a 10. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is my favorite objection in the world because it's really so much not certain about moving, taking next steps. And so I'll usually like to really figure out what's going on behind the curtain. Right. So I acknowledge it first. Mm -hmm. And then my goal is like, hey, can I really figure out like what's going on? Like what's the real objection? And so I'll say, hey, what's the elephant in the room? What's you know, like, hey, I'm on the phone now. Like, hey, like, let's like figure this out together. So I, I use the energy of let's get on the same side of the table and like, let's mm -hmm. figure this out together. And then obviously I let them know that don't be afraid to hurt my feelings. To say that you don't trust our, our solution or that you don't have the huge fan of people making decisions. So sometimes some people like our analysis paralysis, especially in entrepreneurial space, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. And so I'm a big fan of like, yo, like, let's just make a decision. Like, you're not going to offend me by telling me no. But like, I think it's a disservice to the person to let them go into the ether and not be in practice of making decisions in their business, right? Like you have to make decisions. So um, I'm just a big fan of like keeping them talking and just like, let's, 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 have, let's have a productive conversation, like figure this out, even if it's not with me. Maybe it's with someone else or doing something. Maybe it's a down sale. Sometimes it could be an upsell, which I've seen happen a lot. Maybe it's like, like it's not in the, I need it faster. Boom, it's gonna cost this X amount more. Uh, maybe I don't need so much, maybe it's too much. Okay, great, maybe we can do this. Maybe you, you down sell. So you just like stay committed to keeping up like what's really going on and maybe upsell, down sell. Sometimes you cross sell, maybe you make a, rec uh, a recommendation to someone else. But just be obsessed with make helping them make a decision to get them closer to their desired outcome. I like that. We have a phrase where I'm from um, in Iowa. I'm not gonna. I'm not. And this is a PG show, so I won't swear. Um, but it's like poop or get off the pot in 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 making in making that decision, right? With with not manipulation, because there's a lot of people out there who study NLP and there's. There's all these scripts and things that you have to, to say that, that that's what they say to, in order to get people to say yes. But I love that you're you're transparent and, and even making a referral. That's why you're here. Like, I don't have the all the answers on sales. Right. And you're a sales guy and I'm a sales gal. So it's great to collaborate and have referral partners that you can refer and maybe get a, a referral fee and really do them service by getting them to not have to start the process all over again with someone they don't even know. So that's, that's huge. I want to just give a shout out. You're in Croatia. I'm in San Diego. We've got Sierra in Medellin. Did I say that right? Um, Colombia. So she says preach for sure. Let's be human. I love that. I, I do. You made me think of something here. Uh, Cause this is one thing that I also see inside of my programs, working with my clients is when you get on a sales call with someone to help them make a buying decision. Oftentimes I find a lot of people will offer too many offers, you know, so <laughs> instead of, right. Would you agree? Like that's not, that's like not a good idea. Absolutely not. Like you should, I'm a big fan of like binary options at a high level and then letting them choose which path they want to go down. 
besides like word vomiting, I have this, I have this, I have this. They're going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is too much. I need, I do need to think about it because I'm confused. <laughs> Confusion doesn't sell, right? As we. Confusion doesn't. As we know, that's so cool. And one of my favorite ones is, and tell me if you use this and I'm, I'm, I'm coachable. Okay. Um, I love to say just to get a, a temperature, you know, Mrs. Jones on a scale of one to 10 with 10, you are ready to buy a move forward today with me. Um, Cause you know, there's, there's, I wouldn't say that if there wasn't a way I could serve them, right. Where do you stand on that scale of one to 10? And if they tell me like something below a five, then I, I know kind of where they're at. If they say a six or seven or eight, then we just try to find a way to bridge that gap. Do you recommend that? Do you think that's too old school? What do you think? I never use a scale personally. I don't see, it just depends on your style, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, and how deep rapport you're, if you're in rapport with someone and you like the energy's there and it's very clear, I don't see a problem with it. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a big fan of like uh, using um, a conversational closes, right? So I'll know if they're ready based upon when I ask the question, uh, where do you want to go from here? That's my favorite question in the world. Write that down. Maybe a bunch of money. And they say, well, what do you offer? And then I'll just use like the hints of like that, like once again, those binary options to make sure that because they'll tell me how interested they are by that conversation that I'm getting. I love right. that. Where, where do we go from here? Is that what you yeah, said? Where do where? we go from here? That's great. And just I for our that. audience, because you're super savvy, I just want you to define when you say binary options, what does that mean inside of a, of a sales opportunity? Yeah. So besides like pitching a solution, I'm a huge fan of staying at a high level because there might be a ton of details, but you don't want to be super, super specific too quick. You want to get specific on the details that matter to them based upon what they're interested in. So if I have a done for you solution and a do it yourself solution, mm -hmm. I'm going to say, hey, I have something where we could do everything for you. Or is maybe we have something that where you could do it yourself. Like which camp do you think you're in? Or which one do you think you're more interested in talking about? Mm, and so they're like, man, I don't have the time. I need someone to do it all for me. Okay, great. Let's talk about this. Here's what the done for you looks like. It's one, two, three. And then let them ask you questions to get more specific. Let them ask you buying qualifying questions. So that's my favorite. Like, I love the binary options if you have multiple offers. Um, yeah, yeah. So again, option one or option two. Mm -hmm. That's brilliant. Well, and I know because of your success, and I want to gently remind you guys, if you have questions, please, please comment below, because I'm going to ask you another question, because I know this about you, because you've been so kind and generous in asking me, you know, when I shared with you, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have a sales team. I have an amazing virtual assistant. However, I'm looking to get an appointment setter in the next 30 days, and then after that, a closer. And so you're like, hey, I got you. Um, so I know, I know you are working on nurturing sales teams, uh, appointment setters, closers. How did you get to that level? Because that's a whole nother sandbox to play in. So I was fortunate to become a sales leader for a SaaS company that was just scaling. And a part of that was 
recruiting and training salespeople. And at first it sucks because you're trying to make your own money closing deals. And you, at the same time, you have to develop these people and, and try to bring in the right folks. And I started to really love the mentoring side of it and, and seeing these guys develop. And so that's what I love to do now. Like I really don't sell anymore. I probably haven't sold in like four or five, six months, unless it's my own stuff, obviously. Um, and I did some consulting. I do some stuff with clients, but that really doesn't fire me up as much as like working with these young people and mm-hmm. nurturing them and like seeing them develop and getting those text messages. Just like, yo, I just closed a $5,000 deal or a $10,000 deal or, yo, I just got my, it just like fires me up. Um, and it's a little bit more scalable. So one thing I do right now is um, create win-wins with entrepreneurs where it's kind of a low, lower risk on their end. And I get to pour some value into some of these young people. And then what I found out with this is that they introduced me to other people who are like, yo, how are you doing this? Like, how did you get this job? And then they like connect me with them. So now I have this like flywheel on both sides. It's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> well, I love, I love it. it. And I can't, I can't wait for you to introduce me um, to them. Let, let's talk about, because there are people out here um, in the audience, just to kind of remind you, we have people, a lot of solopreneurs in the audience. Um, we do mm-hmm. have coaches, um, healers, uh, other podcasters like you and me, um, they may not have a sales team yet. And then mm-hmm. there's probably a few people out there who do have sales teams, but what's the best way um, to nurture a sales team? Well, best way is give me, give me a few. Okay. 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 So I think really being clear on the vision is super important because certainty mm-hmm. is everything. And so if the sales team isn't bought in on the vision or like aligned, then their energy is going to be off on deals and it costs money for each one of these prospects that you get on the phone or these leads that you generate in terms of money and, and time. And then also they churn or they'll churn, they'll turn over because sales is a high turnover world. And yeah. so that's super important. And then obviously the best salespeople want to work for companies doing interesting things or have a very like clear vision or you're not going to attract the right salespeople. So like being very clear on your vision, super important. The second thing is um, not turning the water off. Okay. <laughs> and what I mean by that is keeping a consistent flow of leads. Like keep feeding your people or at least like, you know, uh, uh, pointing them in the right direction if you have an outbound team, but just being very clear on getting them quick hits and like quick wins, right? Because momentum's everything in sales. And when a salesperson stalls out, they're they're already count, they're already like about to leave. I mean, to be quite frank. Um, mm. The third thing I would say, just real quick, um, is having patience. Sometimes, really, um, it really takes no joke ninety days to really integrate someone into your culture, into your offers, into your system for them to be hitting on like all cylinders like naturally. Right. Mm -hmm. The first 30 days is obviously very important, but it really takes 90 days. So if you're looking to say like, yo, we're going to go 10 X in 45 days, like you're, you're setting really bad expectations. So like Mm -hmm. having that flexibility and and being willing in the beginning to a little bit of handholding, like getting your feet in the fire, leading from the front and not being in an ivory tower is super, super important because if you are living in an ivory tower, you know, pointing fingers and not getting your hands dirty, especially in the beginning, if you're just not getting a sales team, Mm-hmm. once again, they're going to leave. And then you're going to, I've seen it happen. <laughs> it's, it sucks. And I'm a sales guy. So like, I know what I would want and I'm an A player. 
right? And I, it's like when I see that entrepreneur like fighting with me in the trenches in some form or fashion, like in the beginning, at least, is, is pretty, pretty critical. I love it. I love it. Well, you made me think of something also when it comes to sales, you know, the uh, first of all, being a top seller yourself before bringing on a, a sales team. Am I correct? So you can learn your SOPs, have a clarity of vision, find what works, what doesn't work, right? Is a, is obviously where, where most people start. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like predictable, a predictable customer path is everything. And we need to go into KPIs. Everyone's like, okay, top line, bottom line, how many enrollments? Of course, those things are important, but do you understand what behavior under, like the little behavior that you need to track that you need to also give them quick wins with? Like for instance, you could do splits uh, or spiffs, I'm sorry. So like, yo, if you, I don't know, follow up with, 50 people today, you know, we'll give you a, you know, we'll do a, a follow-up uh, competition. Who can follow up with the most people by so-and-so time? Or I'm just using this as an example, but like you can like do these like little small incentives to drive like behavior that will compound over the long run. That's my favorite because incentives drive behavior. I love gamification. Not everyone's motivated by that, of course. So we won't, we won't go into person personality styles today because I actually had someone cover that not too long ago. Um, but I know one of the biggest things that kills a sales career, um, and I'd be really open to your thoughts on this. We touched on it a little bit with uh, the conversation about helping them make a buying decision, just with the objection of, I got to think about it. Um, but what do you see in all of your experiences, the average career for someone length duration wise, if, if they can't overcome that fear of rejection? Because I see that as the number one Mm -hmm. killer of sales careers? I think it's like make or break in the first year. Honestly, yeah. um, if you don't get it in the first year, then I'll be surprised if you last more than more than three months. Because um, you'll, yeah, it's a year max. Yeah. Which is sobering um, because, and keep in mind, I'm, I'm in, a, in a different space than you on some level, because I mostly talk to coaches, mostly talk to healers, mostly talk to people who have products, mostly service or program based, and they really want to help people. Um, but they might be buying course after course, or hiring coaches that end up not being the right coaches for them. And then a year happens. And then they're like, Oh, my gosh, what do I do? Do you have any advice? Do you have yes. any advice for people in that situation? Yeah, I'll give you the same advice I told friends, people who ask me this question. Go talk to people. That's it. Mm. Literally, all you're doing is talking to people. And what's crazy about this, as you realize you're doing it, you can start businesses by just talking to people because your market, the market is going to tell you what they want to buy. If you're just having an authentic conversation, right? I didn't want to interrupt you. You made me another thing. You made me think of another question. Um, yeah. Cause I've heard of that objection. Well, I'm tired of talking to people. Desmond, how do I hmm. test the marketplace? If I'm, if I'm tired talking to people. Maybe I don't want to sound very mean, 
or Savage, <laughs> but you got to break that story because like you got to look like you can't your come from can't be about you. Like if you're so like set on like providing value to people in the marketplace, like that is your come from like, hey, how can I serve as many people with this solution who have this problem? And I, let, let me talk to as many people to discover like how I can help more people. Maybe mm -hmm. it's not them. Maybe they know someone. But you got to be so fired up about like solving other people's problems that that will get you through your fear of talking mm -hmm. to people because talking to people is just a behavior that you do to get you to the desired outcome that you're looking for. And it doesn't matter how much money you make or how big your business is, you're always going to need to talk to people because you're always going to be expanding, hit new challenges, hit new plateaus. Like you're going to keep growing because if you're not growing, you're declining. Right. So the, talking to people doesn't go away. It doesn't matter if you're making a million a year, 10 million a year, 100 million a year. You're talking to people the entire the entire time. Thank you. You're preaching, preaching to the choir because uh, I talk about lead generation challenges with people every day. And um, we could we could go on for hours, but it is about rewriting that story and getting clear on your passion, your purpose, your vision it's nothing new. So um, I'm glad we're, we're talking the same language there. I wanted to let you guys uh, know just uh, as we're starting to get closer to the end here, if you have questions, this is your last couple of minutes to ask. And I love this. I think this is, is this you, Sierra? Um, I apologize. Sometimes StreamYard doesn't let me see the name of the, or the face of the person. So um, it's cool because I'm, I'm uh, finishing up my magnetic mind uh, certification. So she says that is more magnetic. Yeah, you're speaking my language. It's all about being a magnet, right, Desmond? You're you're pulling people in with your bright light that you're shining, your heart, your passion, your purpose, as opposed to the old used car sales. Push, push, push. How many how many turnips can I squeeze to to pull something out of? Right. That's that's why sales gets a bad rap, you know? I don't know if you've had, if heard sales as a swear word. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, however, <laughs> the best sales is when people don't even know they're being sold because they are like a part of the conversation and they, you know what I mean? Like it's more pull and attraction vibe than buy my stuff, buy my stuff because even if they buy your stuff, their likelihood of them being successful because they need to show up it's not all the way like they need to be they need to buy in right <laughs> like they got to want it right more than more than you so sales is fun i love it i think it's incredible incredible engine for business for success for pe getting people to result outcomes and it's needed it's the oldest profession on the planet i love it 100% 100% uh, there's a, a joke and um, I, i'm not actually a religious person but i do love i love talking about this example that someone shared with me if in uh, the, uh, the book permission based marketing if if jesus was alive today he'd be building an email list and be right out there you know selling with the best of them right so it's like sometimes i think people forget that sales is service it's your passion it's your purpose it's why you are here and it is meant to be fun um, as opposed to the other way around. So thank you for that. Um, I wanted to talk about your offer that I have up on the, the screen right now, finding the right sales professional. So what is, what is it when they go to this form? Uh, what are they, what are they looking for if they fill out this form? And I have the link in the show notes and on the screen right now. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm a big fan of aligning vision and uh, get matching the right people. I'm a matchmaker. And so I really like to understand the vision because that prospect need, or that, that rep needs to really like buy into it before we even set up any kind of interview or we talk about any funnel or, or commission or anything like that. Like, do you guys agree on a belief system, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm a big fan of win-wins. And so I do what's called like net 30 with a 60 day replacement guarantee. So when I do find you someone, you know, you're not saying, hey, I'm, you're not going to pay me up front for it. You'll pay me in net 30. Um, so that gives you 30 days to generate some additional revenue so it can essentially pay for itself. And then let's say if something happens, that person leaves or you decide to part ways from them. I will replace that person for you guaranteed um, within that 60 day window. So to help mitigate risk and create win-wins because I want to build relationships with people um, and, and scale with them, you know, as they scale their sales teams. So that's a little bit about what I do. I love it. I love it guys. So if you are looking for a sales rep or a professional um, to help you grow, scale and expand, uh, I will have to tell you I've interviewed different appointment setters, um, closers, and there's so many companies out there who promise the moon and back and charge you a ton of money and um, don't always deliver. So it's really cool to have this this opportunity. Thank you so much. So click on this link, guys. It's on the screen right now. It'll also be in the show notes. And then just before we wrap it up um, with any closing thoughts from you, Desmond, I do want to share just a couple of quick reminders and announcements for you guys. I actually just started this. Um, I'm super excited. I have a patron account with Podbean. Um, I've never had, um, I've never done paid advertising for my podcast. I've never had any kind of sponsors. And now I'm just almost at 200 episodes this month. I will hit, you're almost 200, Desmond. You all, you didn't quite make 200, but you're really close. <laughs> I think this is like 198, uh, give or take. So if you're interested in, in, in getting shout outs, if you're interested in being a part of this growing movement called Healthy and Wealthy and Wise, please go to patron.podbean.com forward slash Lois Kofi. I'm looking for pledge, pledgers, I guess pledgers, donors, whatever they call them, um, sponsors, people who could be a part of this mass movement to helping live um, people's best life, their best health, their best wealth, and their best wisdom. So there's different options. Go to that link to check it out. And then just a quick reminder, there is no show this Friday. Um, I have two more guests this month. May 27th is Michelle LaFrance. We're actually going to be talking um, about breaking the code. This is actually um, uh, personality styles with the bank code system. Um, So she's going to talk about how to close more sales. This is the sales month, apparently. Um, She's going to talk about how to close more sales using the bank method, breaking the code method. And then the final one is on Memorial Day here in America, Monday, May 30th. My beautiful husband, the newly acclaimed ghost whisperer is going to be coming out and sharing his story of how the heck that happened. Because if most of you know him, he's an engineer and um, this ghost whisperer uh, happened as a result of the pandemic and him tuning in to his truth and uh, unpacking, unpacking that over the last year. So I'm super excited about that. So go to healthyandwealthyandwise.com to check out those scheduled times and dates. And again, Desmond, thank you so much. Do you have any other quick, like really like 30 second tip that maybe you didn't share that you're like, oh, I gotta make sure I share this with Lois's audience today. Oh, listen 60% or more of the time and 20% ask questions and 20% get value and you'll close a lot more, that's it. 
Wow. Write that down. 60, 2020. Uh, that was, that was gold. Um, that was gold. Thank you so much. And I, I have one final question for you that I ask of all of my guests, Desmond, when you hear the phrase healthy and wealthy and wise, cause it's a movement for me it is a deep, deep, deep reason why I called my show that. And I always love to learn from my guests as we close it out here. What does that phrase mean for you? Abundance. Hmm. That's what it means for me. Um, it means just like clean to the core, giving. Um, yeah, that's what comes up for me. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you for, for being here um, while you're traveling the world, being in Croatia and um, giving so much value today. I hope you guys took a lot of notes. Um, there was some really big, big golden nuggets shared. And if you saw value sharing is caring, please hit the share button, especially if you know people who are looking for sales opportunities and or looking to improve um, their current sales career. So until next time, again, thank you, Desmond, for being here. Next time when I see you guys, here's to your best health, your best wealth, and your best wisdom. Bye-bye, guys. Hey, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed this please subscribe, refer a friend, and please drop me a rating or a review. If you do that, I'll reward you with a free 20-minute free coaching session on crafting your journey to your best self. Reach out to me at lois at loiskofi.com to claim your 20-minute slot. Until next time, be healthy, wealthy, and wise.